What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside my co-hosts, Jack Manis and Andrew Schreffler. Welcome in, folks. The divisional round is in the books. Four teams remain. Three games of football left. That was depressing. I don't know why I said that. I didn't have to, but we got to soak it in, live in the moment. And uh, we got two good games with four good teams. What do you guys think? How are you feeling? Uh, good. Excited, but as you said, I mean, we had three games left, so... They're sweet. Yeah, that, that's kind of looming. But they're getting more and more important, so that's, that's cool. I've heard people say that the, this past weekend is like the best weekend of football of the year, which I... I understand. I mean, there's only, but there's only four games, but they're like the eight best teams theoretically, and you know, conference championship on the line means a lot, and just still a good amount of games. What do you guys think? I think yeah. I'd still go with the week one. I don't know. I always just love the excitement of week one. Yeah, week one's exciting. I I I think the divisional round also gives you like normally I've like we we kind of saw it. That we kind of saw it with with these games, but like you get like some of the like the mir- the miracle runs, the teams that are hot at the right time kind of tend to be going up against like the teams that you kind of figured were going to be there. It, it ends up being a good spot. But I also was going to say I do think I feel like the four best teams are left. I, I don't think I don't think a team has gotten like robbed of a of a place in in these two games. I agree. Yeah, I think I agree with that. And what I was going to say is, you know. Once you get past wild card weekend, you get rid of the riffraff like the Steelers and the Eagles, like those teams that barely squeaked in there. So um, you have, I guess, a little bit better games, which which we'll get to in a minute. But I f- I feel like the games were better than wild card weekend. No. Uh, yeah, there wasn't. Oh, there's yeah. one blowout. One blowout. Yeah, the rest were. There was one blowout, and I and yeah, I think... rest were close. There was one blowout, and I think the the one blowout was still a, an exciting game for them. And the first half was great. The second half yeah. just got just got out of hand. Sure, well, I also cool. like Shref, You said that there's these the four best teams, and I agree. And I like that the, it's not chalk one and two seeds. It's the one and three seeds. I agree. I Fun agree. little wrinkle. I, I, I think like I would say the only team, the only team that really came to mind for me would have been like Dallas, maybe, but they. They proved they were the Cowboys, and then, like, I guess you could maybe throw the Bills in there, but, I mean, I don't know. History repeated itself for the a millionth time, it feels like, so were they really one of the four best teams anyway? And, like, start to finish, like, yeah, almost towards the end of the season, we didn't, we didn't think the Bills were even going to make the playoffs, so, like, holistically from the entire season, probably, yeah. these are the four best. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs went through a rough spot, but I also think that the Chiefs get a bit of a pass because they're the Chiefs, and they, they proved why they get a pass. Well, that's a good segue. Let's get into this past weekend's recap. Uh, starting with the first game, we had the Texans and the Ravens, the one versus the four seed. And this was the only blowout, technically, but as Shref said, first half was pretty compelling. It was 10-10, to 10, and... I was feeling really good as someone who had a Texans uh, AFC champion uh, future ticket. Um, but that all came crashing down pretty quickly as the Ravens dominated the second half, scoring 24 unanswered. Uh, Lamar Jackson, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. 
And maybe he heard me because I, I don't even know if I've said this on the podcast, probably have, but you know, he, he probably, in my opinion, wasn't really deserving of the MVP. I think it should have been Christian McCaffrey, but the way he's been playing, uh, he played in the, let's see, the, the game against the Dolphins, the last game he played in the regular season, he, he balled out. And then this playoff game was pretty much as good as you could have played. So, yeah, I mean, he's really being clutch, and it'll be an interesting AFC Championship game. I, I, I've been saying that the Ravens were kind of fraudulent all year, but they've proved me wrong, and they're only one win away from getting back to the Super Bowl, which last time the, the Ravens were in the AFC Championship game, was that like 20? Is that when they went to the Super Bowl? Um, I, can't, I really don't think there's another time since then that they've made the AFC I, Championship I game. Right. The, the, last, the last time I remember them getting... They lost to the Titans in that divisional game, right? When they were the one seed? Correct. Yeah, yeah that was 20, 2019. And I think You're it's either... The, right. They're either Super Bowl year or they maybe like one or two years after. But they haven't been in probably around a yeah, decade. Right. So. Well, what about when they... When, uh, the... Was that the same year when Flacco had that like pass to Jacoby Jones against the Broncos? Was that like the divisional? And then did they play the Pate? I remember then they played the Patriots in a playoff game. Was that maybe the eighth championship? They're probably right Ooh, in that same year in the twenty twelve year. You might be right. The the Jacoby Jones play was the uh, was their Super Bowl year, and they, I think they played the Patriots uh, in the AFC Championship game. I think you're correct yeah, so on it's that. Probably divisional. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um. Um. Yeah, so what did you guys think of this game? Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the tickets to this game were only $100. I was considering going for a split second. Oh, yeah, Houston, Baltimore's not too far. Houston's a weird... Uh, oh, what, you mean this? Only 100 That doesn't feel correct. It was, I promise. The cheapest ticket was 100 Yep. Day before? Before fees? Um, I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... My, I mean the the Ravens are just such a complete team, and I think like the one thing that I feel like has gotten lost somehow in the whole like with the season that Lamar's had. I know the numbers haven't been gaudy, but like if you watch watch like watch the play, it's it's there. You can see it. But I like I feel like his play has kind of overshadowed who he's throwing to <laughs> in a lot of these games. Like it's not a very talented core like zay flowers had a great rookie season i think he's going to be very very good odell is good but past his prime like not like an every down receiver at this point rashad bateman fine injuries have kind of derailed what we thought he could be and then mark andrews has been hurt isaiah likely has been solid but isaiah likely obviously is mark andrews and then like i'm watching nelson aguilar out there like playing like meaningful snaps like they, they he's a I want to give Lamar credit, but I, I want to give Todd Munkin a, a whole heap of credit too. Um, I was excited for that hire coming into the season, uh, seeing what he did at Georgia. Um, it felt like he was going to kind of find the right blend with Lamar in terms of letting him actually throw the ball a little bit while still keeping the rushing element to his game. And it, it feels like it was, it, it kind of reminded me of the Packers situation where like we saw them getting better and better every week. It felt like the Ravens offense was kind of getting better and better every week. The defense was pretty much what it's been this entire season, but it feels like the offense is kind of like hitting its, its final form at the perfect time here. So 
just a, a very impressive win. And I feel like they, out of any team this year, it feels like that they're the team that's shown up the most like emphatically in these big games. Like they they decimated the Lions early in the year, killed the Dolphins. I feel like there there was a there was one or oh the the, the Niners uh, towards the end of the year. Like it feels like all these huge games they just keep showing up and keep like beating these teams like big time. Who did they lose to outside of the division? Because I mean, they lost two of their losses. Well, they go thirteen four. They lost to the Colts. Oh, that, uh, that was early in the season, and then they lost to the Steelers twice and the Browns once. I believe that's their four losses. Sounds right, I think. Yeah, because I saw a tweet that their four losses were to Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, Deshaun Watson, and Gardner Minshew. There you go. <laughs> Which, yeah, but yeah, the Ravens obviously having a great year. I, I didn't really know what to expect out of Todd Munkin preseason. I, I didn't think that. It wasn't going to work, but I wasn't like super, super optimistic where he's going to change a lot. But he seems like he's him and Lamar are right on the right page, and they're having the most successful season of of Lamar's career at least. And it'll be interesting to see that if both of their quarterback, excuse me, their coordinators get poached in the uh, head coaching cycle here. So it'll be interesting just because the Ravens are still in the mix, and not that these guys, not that they can't go on interviews while they're team is still in the postseason but i guess it makes it a little bit more difficult as they're not not as accessible as uh you know some of these teams that are already eliminated um any other word in this game or else we can move on to the packers 49ers uh cj stroud still really good yeah for him and his career yeah when i noticed i, I mean it, it didn't really seem he seemed like he was under duress a lot of the game so it didn't really have yeah, I mean, too much time and uh, that squeeze the life out of them. Yeah, and that that'll make it difficult for sure. I I think they have seventy mil in cap room this coming off season. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Because like, like they they have quarterback figured out, and they have so much and, money to spend. They still have. I mean, I know they spent a first to move up to get Will Anderson this year, but they still have the Browns first, right? So they're picking. I would, they're they're picking ahead of what their actual draft spot would have been after all that. So true. It's like yeah. That's that's very true, and you got Will Anderson out of it, so I I think they're probably pretty pretty okay with how it turned out. It seems, yeah, a, a real opportunity for Houston to really keep their foot on the gas and, um, you know, remain in control of the AFC South and you know for multiple years. So, yeah, what yeah, if, like, definitely, I'm, I'm definitely exciting. Thinking out loud, what if like uh, what if the Chiefs can't pay Chris Jones what he what he wants? Give D'Amico Ryan's Chris Jones on that D line. Yeah, I mean, at that point, sign, I mean, I, sign Derrick Henry. Sure, whatever you want to do, no, you got the. No. I mean, there's options. There's options. They can have some fun. Yeah, yeah. Packers Forty Niners, uh, the Saturday night game, the 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 first seven seed and only seven seed thus far in the. Uh, four years since the 17 has been implemented into the playoffs to win that being green Bay. And they gave San Francisco all they can handle. I mean, they were in it the entire way pretty much. And, uh, what was that? I thought they were the better team. Most of the game. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Jordan Love's stat line in the end, it's not going to look too great, but, um, especially that last interception, I know you could say that he could have maybe checked it down and lived to see another down, but he was trying to make a play. That's in his nature. He's a, he's 
I don't want to call him a gunslinger, but he's like he's a guy who likes to push the ball down the field and uh, try to make a play. So if you look at his stat line, you may think he didn't play too great, but if you watch the game and the eye test, I think he played pretty well for the most part. Um, Christian McCaffrey is still just awesome and did his thing. And yeah, that was a really exciting game. I mean, especially that third quarter, there was a lot of back and forth. Um, I felt like they just kept scoring, like, you know, trading blows back and forth. But uh, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I thought the Packers were the better team most of the game. Um, Kyle Shanahan's, uh, and I guess the Niners in general, they're uh, kind of like, I don't want to say like cocky attitude towards the quarterback position or just like their their willingness to like trot, you know, whoever out there because cause they trust the scheme so much and everything. It almost bit him in the butt. It almost bit him in the butt this game. Brock Purdy, like, I still, I, I want to make it clear. I still think Brock Purdy's a good quarterback, but it did, like, I go back to that Ravens game a little bit earlier in the year where, like, he went out there and it was just like, whoa, like, he doesn't know what's going on right now, like, at all. Um, just missing throws left and right, just looked off, like, most of the night. And then, you know, when it mattered most at the end, he, he, they found their way. Um, yeah, I, I, as someone who tends to root against the Niners, just, kind of because of the way it's it's shaken out the last couple of years. Um I was very much enjoying it and I was gonna gonna have some fun uh making fun of them a little bit. But they found a way to win. And it that makes me nervous because it like I don't know, the way it works with a team that's that talented is like it if you sneak out of that one that you're maybe supposed to lose and you sneak out of there with the win, like that that gives you some confidence going forward a little bit, I think. I was going to say that I've seen a lot of discourse online. Uh, people I feel like have very polarizing and passionate opinions about Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen a lot of, there was, I guess some of those, like, I don't, I don't even know what type of profiles on Twitter, but Brock Purdy silenced the haters. Like that was like a popular thing. And then there was a lot of people replying to that, like, did you even watch the game? Like yeah, he really yeah. didn't do much at all. Yeah, and- I saw someone. I forget the name of who it was, but someone prominent said like that's exactly what Joe Montana used to do. That's why Brock Purdy is great. And I was like, and someone quote tweeted it saying, "If that was your biggest takeaway from the game, I I really question your football intelligence." Yeah, I don't know how to help you on that one. If that was the yeah. <laughs> so you know, social media in general and Twitter is a is a place where people. It, express their polarizing opinions and i think i don't want to sound like i'm not picking a side which i feel like that's that's kind of how i'm going to sound but i feel like both things are can be true like yes he's not he's not gonna like win you the game but to succeed in a scheme like not everyone can do that though like he can he's still a good quarterback and he he does what he has to do so I don't think he stinks, but obviously he's not like a world beater that's going to elevate the players around him. And he's yeah. benefiting clearly from the scheme, but you can't say he stinks. Like a bad quarterback would have lost that game. Correct. The, the best way I think I like there, there's probably like, I'm just going to say a number, but I'd actually, I actually have to go through and think about it. There's that there's at least like 10 quarterbacks that I think could do a better job um, in that position. But that's not saying that anybody 
can do what he, what he's doing. Like it, it, it's not he's he's certainly like doing his part in that offense. But I also think that maybe some of his inexperience kind of showed itself a little bit. I concur with you guys on on where we're at with Purdy. Like I I'd rate myself as lukewarm on him, and yeah, I'm not like a world beater for him, and I never considered him should be in MVP talks even when he's at his peak this year. Uh nor do I think he's like yeah, I I've seen some tweets and comments on social media saying like this guy's the most overrated quarterback, complete yeah, system that, quarterback. And I do think he's a system quarterback and game manager, but I have a different take on that. Like when you say someone's a quarterback is a game manager, like that's has a very negative connotation around it, but I really don't view it as that. Like, there's so much value in just not turning the ball over and just doing what you're told in a system, a system that works, mind you, the Shanahan system. Uh, so I think he is a game manager, but I think that's great. It's exactly what this team needs. Like, they don't need... I mean, that's probably why they moved on from Trey Lance. Like, he's... I mean, we can dive into the whole... Uh, I don't know, Trey Lance diatribe here, but um, wait, he he's probably he hasn't seen the field much, obviously, but I, I I suspect his game is more off script ad libbing, erratic, um, yeah, yeah, which I mean I, that's that's Mahomes, so it's not like that type of play style is uh will always fail, but. I don't think that's what the Shanahan offense uh, is most suited for. So, yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, when the Shanahan offense is is working at its best, it's because of the play designs, the timing of the calls. Like, it's not, you don't need to be Superman in that offense at all. Right. You let it, especially with the talent, like, like, not just the scheme. Like, when you have guys like that, like, you just let them, just, just do your job. Do your job. And that's why Jimmy G was pretty successful there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I also wanted to say, like, uh, I mean, you Shref opened with it that the Purdy just didn't look good, and um, this game, this, but they still won. And some, as someone who loves stats, like I do, and I think we all do here, like this really like has to be a be proof that like stats i don't know don't and box scores particularly don't mean too much even stats that i love i love qbr i think it's the most valuable quarterback stat there is um and he had a a qbr of 62 which is a good qbr so like that's not even telling you the whole story and i mean he had what 23 of 39 that's like a below average completion but or i don't know not awful though 252 and a touchdown um, don't even I don't even bother with passer rating. I hate passer rating and no picks. And I feel like he should have or could have had like three picks in this game. Um, so we got a little lucky there. So, yeah, I don't know. I I I certainly trust film watchers over stats. I, but there's a degree of everything. Like you need you need a balance, right? Um, we kind of went on a little tangent about Brock Purdy himself, but anything specific about this game that before we move on? Ooh. Um, Niners run defense. 
was a little interesting, I thought. Something to monitor. Yeah, yeah Aaron Jones was rushing attack that has been good. Aaron Jones is going off. I'm gonna check it. I think did they Here say he had the stats when I just just talked about <laughs> yeah. that? What did you say, Jeff? <laughs> it, he it was something with him. Was it like the most rushing yards in the last like five weeks or something like that? Oh, really? He, like, I haven't yeah, noticed that. He's uh, in a world where running backs are like have to be younger and younger. He just kind of keeps on keeps on trucking. Right, is he thirty yet? He's twenty nine. He's right. I think the yeah, that, that sounds right. Um, eighteen carries, one hundred eight, six yards per carry. So and it felt every bit of that. He had a great game against what we thought should be a a good a stout run defense. Yeah, and the Lions are a whole different beast when it comes to their own game. So true, something to consider. Well, they're not playing the Lions. He's talking about the Forty ers run defense going up against the Lions rushing attack. Oh, I thought you meant the Lions run run defense. No, they're rushing attack. Because the Lions have a good run defense too. Well, they do. Contrastly, yes. Okay, Mitchell, you're about to say something. I think. No, no, no. I was just trying to clarify what Treff was saying. Okay, we're on the same page. Um, I'm doing two quick things, I guess, for more about this game. Uh, Debo Samuel. Do we know his health going into this next week? Because they lost him early in the game, and maybe that had uh, had effect on Brock Purdy's play. It had to have. Last I heard, he's a fifty-fifty chance of playing. Um, but okay. that was so that early. Was, yeah. That also yeah. that also feels like a situation like he if he can move his arms, I think he's going to play. Debo Samuel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I feel I, like he's going to he's going to do everything he can to get out there. That's what I mean. Like okay. as it gets later here, because I mean we're just, we're going to talk about the Lions next with Rag now. He like he like pretty much like what was it, it was like a high ankle sprain. He did like two different things to his leg and just kept playing. It's just oh yeah, he, he was later right. later, These guys just these guys just don't care. They they just keep going. Right. Yeah, I guess that's a good transition. We get into the Lions here. Um, they beat the Buccaneers thirty-one to twenty-three. Uh, it was a very compelling game all the way through. Uh, I bet Lions minus six and a half. Uh, that was all of our picks, I believe, for the for our contest last week. And yep, I um, I was really sweating it because they did the analytics play at the end where the Bucks were down by fourteen. Got the touchdown and they went for two. So if they would have got that and the score remained the same, then I would have lost that. So, um, pretty good game. It came down to a final drive and Baker Mayfield threw an interception, kind of right over the middle of the field to a linebacker, and the uh, the Lions clinched it. I mean, it's it's pretty surreal. I, I said this as we were previewing this game on the last episode that either having the Lions or the Bucks in the NFC Championship game is just. Not that the Bucks. I mean, we've seen them many years, but it's obviously a completely different team now. And they're considering their preseason expectations. And the Lions in the NFC Championship game is literally something none of us have seen in our lifetime. So, pretty cool. And uh, I, I feel like there's there's a, not a lot, but there's a small subset of people that are kind of getting sick of the Detroit like discourse. But I'm not one of them. I'm I not at all. No, I'm yeah, not at all. Yeah. No, I want them to win. I like right. the Niners, like a lot of their players, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I love, I'm, I'm really rooting for the Lions here. Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't know. I was going to maybe save this for the as we get into the conference championship previews, but I really don't think there's a bad matchup we can get for the Super Bowl. To be honest, I think all of them will be really cool. I think we get a good game no matter what. 
Did um the Lions and did we may just talk about this? Did the Lions and Ravens play this year? I feel like they did. Oh, yeah. Ravens Ravens beat their butts, but that was all they it was, smoked. It was, them. Yeah, it was right. early or in the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that um, was uh, yeah. week seven, I think. This uh, uh, th- this team. It is the last game. It's not. Can we just transition uh, to NFC preview now? Championship preview. Um, I don't know. I'd rather probably just keep it in order. All right, we'll wait. I was going to say the the play we kind of talked about in our group chat as the game was going on, but that one play where Jameer Gibbs scored, I mean, he was, he really didn't even look like he was running full speed, but he was still so much faster than everybody else. It was unbelievable. It's all like, I don't know, the the Lions, I've, I was trying to think about it. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen just like an organization, like not just football, but like sports in general, I think at least in my lifetime that has gone maybe like, maybe like the Astros when we were a little younger going into what they are now, but like a team that has just changed the the culture of the organization, just like from top to bottom. Like, I mean, it, from all accounts, like the, this, the owner seemed to be like completely committed to kind of rebuilding this. Brad Holmes has been a wizard. He gets flamed for his draft selections when they happen, and then we fast forward, and we're like, "Oh man, those were some great draft selections." Um, Dan Campbell, it seems like players would would literally kill for him. Like I think they would actually commit crimes for him if, if he asked them to. Um, and it's just like I don't know. It, it, it's a testament to just like trust. Because I also think about like Ben Johnson seems to be like the the one one candidate this coaching cycle, and like he was pretty much almost the 1-1 coaching candidate last head coaching cycle yeah. too. So it just shows like what they've been able to build there that a guy of that caliber can be like, no, I think we have something like I want to give this one last shot. And like just to see it all come together is very, very beautiful. And I like the Jameer Gibbs thing too, to tail on that. Like I remember at the beginning of the year when, when Jameer Gibbs fantasy owners were like, Wah, wah. I, I was one of these people, so I'm so I'm allowed to do the way because I was part of it. Like, why aren't you giving him more touches? Like, it's so obvious that like he needs to be in there more. And I think down the stretch here, they're showing why. Like we talked yeah. about how he just looked faster. Like part of that is that he's a crazy athlete, but I think a big part of it too is that he, he's probably still got pretty fresh legs. Like yeah, they, I 100 they've, they've used him so efficiently, and that's a testament to them as a team. But Ben Johnson again, like they. It, everything's clicking for him. It's and it's it's just fun. It, it's impossible to root against them. I think, at least it feels like it is. Unless you're an NFC North fan, but even I feel like even NFC North fans, you just got to be like this. This yeah. is cool. Like Big Cat, and part of my take, he's like happy for them yeah, and like kind of for him. Yeah, it reminds me of like when the Cubs. It reminds me of like when the Cubs went on their run. Like it got to a point where like you just had to be like, all right, this is pretty cool. Like we're seeing something that yeah has not I, been seen. I want to be honest. I was rooting for the Cubs when they when they won the World, oh, won the World Series, even though they're in the Pirates division. I was still yeah uh, rooting for them. It's sports. It, it sometimes the story wins out, you know. Right. What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say yeah. David Montgomery still he's like the perfect complement back to Jameer Gibbs too. Like different styles, but they just you know they they do different things well. But they're just a complete team, the Lions. Like, their offensive line's great. Their run defense, as Jack said a couple minutes ago, is really good this year. Way better than I thought. I wasn't, I didn't really think, I didn't think it was going to be terrible, but I didn't think it was going to be 
as good as it was for sure. CJ Gardner Johnson had a had a great pick um, in that game as well. So it seems like they've gotten him back at the perfect time for this playoff push. And yeah, I don't know. I I think they're it's not they're not just a feel good story. Like they're a legit complete team. Yeah, they play play tough. They're, Schematically, they're good. Like they have like the. I mean, obviously Dan Campbell's like the bite your kneecaps like rah rah guy, but and then Ben Johnson's like the you know like the systematic like technician type of guy where he's like the X's and O's and can scheme up anyone for you know anywhere. Um, so it seems like they just have everything, and uh, after having like nothing and being such like a desolate franchise for so long, like you know, it's justice. Like they deserve it. Yeah, and it's so, a, it, it it's overall it's a it, it's a true testament to how important drafting can be for a team, like especially a team like Detroit, where like you're never going to be, you know, a top free agent destination. So you you're going to have to find ways to build through through the draft. And I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, Panay Sewell, Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, Brian Branch, like it's like the last like two years three years they've just they've just hit 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 on like everyone it feels like i know you, you didn't even mention sam laporta too um yeah like they just hit everyone. and it just it just goes this was a couple years ago you made the pick uh ali mcneil like just guy after guy it, it really goes to show as well that we are, are like us as fans like we know absolutely nothing yep. like we could we also true so you're just thinking about it, like how many people criticize the Lions for their picks this year and saying they were reaches and not even with the, the Lions, but I, I would go back to CJ Stroud. Like, you yeah. know, all of us were like, this guy has really no chance. And then he now he's like a top five quarterback in the league. So we know absolutely Maybe nothing. Maybe we're dumb. Maybe we're dumb. There's a chance. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool to for Detroit to have host two playoff games in the same postseason. Uh, they they won't for the rest of this postseason, but hey, if they keep building on it, they'll have many more home playoff games to come. Mm-hmm. Um, Chiefs Bills. This I, I I felt kind of like a like a jerk saying this to my one group chat that is all Bills fans as the game was going on. It was, it was like the third quarter, and after I sent this text, I'm like, wow, this is they probably don't want to hear this at all right now, but I'm like, uh. Every time these two teams play, it's just a great game. Like they never disappoint, and they're like they're probably like have, they're like I don't want to hear that at all right now. My team is in the middle of like it's a it's a tie game in the fourth quarter of the playoffs with, the, with against Patrick Mahomes. Like please, yeah, and almost all these games not, we lose too. Yeah. I was gonna say your, your team is notoriously not won this game. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's true though. Like literally. Has there ever been a time when Mahomes and Allen have been there where it's been a bad game? I can't think of one. I don't remember. It was, it was the easiest prediction ever to be like, yeah, this is probably going to come down to like the last couple minutes. Like there was, there was no doubt about it going in. And like as soon as the game started, you were like, oh yeah, this is going to come down to the end. Right. It's just, and this game had so many. Well, that's right. They didn't play in the playoffs last year, but um, it really just had the aura of it you know there were so many like big moments like the the fake punt attempt with Demar Hamlin that didn't succeed the uh the McCole Hardman fumble that resulted in a touchback and Bill's ball 
the missed field goal at the end, it's obviously. The Diggs drop kind of drop. The, the deep yeah, ball. it's like the, yeah. the crazy throw I, by Josh my, Allen that goes through Diggs' hands. I, I was looking at my phone, and I looked up when the ball was in midair, and I'm not joking. I thought the Bills punted. Yeah, I, it was. I so thought that was a punt high. in the air. Like I'm not joking. I looked up and I was like, "Oh, they they must have must have punted." Like, why is Stefan Diggs? Why is Stefan Diggs on the special teams? Yeah, yeah I'm just looking yeah. at the box score right now, and it's just so weird that I see Demar Hamlin has a carry. <laughs> did, you, did you see? Did you guys see the tweet? Those it, uh, it was like a uh, Sean McDermott thought he was, thought, thought this was a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, we, we talked about it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. Everyone was like, what's he going to do? I mean, he played pretty well. Didn't attempt too many passes. I think he was 17 for 23. 200-something um, yards, like 215 and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Travis Kelsey, as I, I was expecting him to have a big game, and he did, scoring two touchdowns. I mean, it was very evident because the Bills – linebacker situation was kind of a mess with all the injuries so um yeah Mahomes gets it done again and it just in gut-wrenching fashion for the for the bills and their fans i expected yeah. a big kelsey game too unfortunately i bet him to need him to get six receptions and he had five for 75 and two touchdowns <laughs> not ideal um uh I, I was really pulling for the bills man and not even because i like dislike the chiefs or anything like it's already gotten to that point with Mahomes and the chiefs where like it's just a respect thing at this point and like a realizing in the moment that you're watching something that you're probably not going to see very often type of thing um yeah i was pulling for the bills i josh allen for me is really easy to root for and i'd like him to get one at some point but i was also thinking about Mahomes. to me the way Mahomes' career has gone so far it feels like it feels like what we Mahomes feels like what Aaron Rodgers should have been if like he was put in maybe given a better coach early in his career, you know, because like it like it, it's not a Brady situation where Brady was just like this like tactile like machine like, the life like squeeze the life out of you type of quarterback like Mahomes gives you that the more like how in the world is he making these plays type of type of plays and it's just a much more like fun brand of football. So it feels very Rodgers esque, but he's he's winning the the titles to go along with it. Yeah, it's like the uh, Breaking Bad meme with Jesse Pinkman. It's like, how does he keep like he can't keep getting away with this? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, you would like to say like like what do the Chiefs look like when Travis Kelsey retires? Maybe it'll be a year, two years from uh, now, or whatever. But you just gotta trust that. It, yeah. It, he, he yeah. will find a way. Yep, he will. He he will find a way. He will find a way. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tyler Bass. I, I did hear that he had to deactivate his social media because, you know, yeah. was getting some violent messages, uh, which is never good. We we don't condone that. So, um, yeah. So hopefully, he's in a good place a better place 24 hours removed from from it or yeah that was yesterday jeez it was already, it was yesterday felt like so long ago to be honest it was um, it, it was a tough scene too because like it was it was such a miss so quickly <laughs> like <laughs> yeah as soon as it came out of his foot you knew it was like oh nope <laughs> no yeah 
Yeah, that's tough. Like, to cap this off, these these reviews off. Um, I have my an updated list of the cursed NFL franchises. Do you guys want to guess? How, how many are how many are on there? One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three. It's nine. Oh my gosh, that many! Wow. And uh, like, there's some that are to varying degrees than others, but right. I want to get. And some have potential to get off. Some have potential to get. So it's, I don't know. But the current so nine. This, this is Jack's first franchise list. I have an obvious. I think I have like five off the top of my head. Okay. Give me the give me the Cowboys. Yep. Give me the Chargers. Yep. Give me the Browns. Yep. Give me the Jaguars. No. The Jets are definitely on there. Jets yes. are on there. Are they, the they were they were my first pick. The Lions are on here, but I mean, and to the, do you think they, do you think they could t- we could take them off? No, no, no. They they're on until I, I think, think if they, they make the Super Bowl, Maybe. they're off. I think they're off. I'd say I'd say they either make the Super Bowl or they have like another year or two of like a playoff win type run. Yeah, but the Lions are on there at the current moment. What about the Commanders? Yep. Oh yeah, Commanders definitely. Bills are on there, right? I did just add the Bills. I, the Bills got to be on four there. Straight Super Bowls. They got to be. Yeah, on there. yeah, because historically, right, the the four Super Bowl losses in a row, and now, like, the curse franchises, like, I feel like the past couple years, like, they've been like Super Bowl favorites some of these years, and like they're the two seed, and they're always competing, and like, but I mean, they've fallen short to the Chiefs, particularly so many times now the past recent years. So th- this curse is, is in heartbreaking like, fashion. Yeah, so they're, the they're on there. How many do we have? You haven't named one, two of them, I think. Yeah, yeah you have named two. On there. Falcons. Falcons, Falcons yeah. is one. What about the Vikings? No. I feel like the Vikings might be on there, personally. Uh, I don't know. In recent years, I guess they haven't won a Super Bowl, so that's, and they're one of the oldest franchises, so that's something. But like... Cardinals. They made they made the a- NFC Championship. They've had like the Min- Minnesota Miracle, whatever. Like it's they've had some exciting good times. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not there yet with them. Hmm. Not like not everyone can be cursed. Yeah, nine's already a lot. So. Right. And yeah. Huh. Okay. There's one more. Oh. And it's um, not the Cardinals. No. I thought I consider them, but like. They're just like bad. I don't know. Let's say they're the cursed. Panthers cursed. Like same with the Panthers. No, not they're cursed. They're too early because, in, in their creation, I think, to be cursed. Yeah, the Panthers are relatively new. They had a good run in 2015. They had an MVP. If you have an MVP on your team, that's like a that's something. And same I, with the Jaguars. Like you could, like, you could make an argument, but like I just no offense done to listening, but like I feel cursed. like they're just kind of like a bad franchise. I don't know. Like it's Titans. yeah, can't be the Titans. I, I hope it's not the Giants. No, yeah, they won two Super Bowls recently. It's this century, so it's not going to be them. I have an answer for you here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I'm going with the Bears. Okay, that's a decent one. Eight, Eighty-five Super Bowl isn't enough. 
That's so long ago, dude. It was forty years ago. They lost. What, what year was the? What was the year they lost to the Colts? Was that oh seven? Oh six. Oh seven year. And like they haven't. Oh, too long ago. They haven't and been good. For them, and all of them. Part of it like, is also. I feel like part of it for them is also the the Packers history. Yeah, they're owned by the Packers, and like I don't know, they just. I'll give that to you. I think that's fair. Keep doing wrong. Double doink. They're one good yeah. season. Yeah, you're right. They haven't had a passer over four hundred four for four thousand yards in their franchise yeah, history. It, yeah, it doesn't help. It certainly does. I think that stat alone would would uh, qual- qualify them under this list. Like that just that just proves how cursed they are, particularly picking quarterbacks <laughs> that yeah the most important position. So that's that's my nine. And like again, Lions could get off this year. And I mean, no one else, no one else left to get off. So, but the bills are just added. So the list should hover around eight. A answer me this. Could be cursed. That's fine. An- answer me this question before we get into the championship game previews. If the Bears select Caleb Williams, will he get four thousand yards his rookie or sophomore season? Yes. Yeah. I like third. I like their offensive coordinator hire that they made a lot today. Yeah, they uh, they hired Shane Waldron, and he doesn't he have some type of connection with Kalen Williams. Um, I think they like are training together or something. I believe the like there's a company that I want to say Waldron is like a part of that's like a QB like training. I saw this. Uh, did you send? Did you send this I tweet? Believe, and I I forget if I sent it in or what. You might have, because I know I vaguely yeah, remember Williams, Williams is training with with them for the draft, so it, it it feels like their mind might already be made up, but still some time. Yeah, and also news as well. Um, the Titans officially hired uh, former Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their head coach. So yeah. that was uh, something that came through unknown tonight. Unknown guy, but he's a uh, he's from the McVeigh tree, so. At the yeah. moment, I don't think you can go wrong with that decision, at least for the time being. Certainly worse options you can go with, for sure. You can at least say you tried, you know? Yeah. AFC Championship game. We have the Baltimore Ravens uh, hosting the Kansas City Chiefs in a matchup, the first matchup of the day on Sunday, 3 o'clock. The Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is 44 and a half. Two really good defenses. Um, I, I saw. I, I really wish I had the tweet in front of me, but Mahomes every time he's played the Ravens has like a ridiculous stat line. So I wonder if that's going to change. I feel like this is probably the best Ravens defense that he's faced in his career. So that's going to be something to monitor as well. Um, are there any injuries? I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, I know that I think but the safety for the Chiefs return. That's true. Yeah. That's safety for the Chiefs. I think Mike Edwards, he mm-hmm. went out in the middle of the game, but I don't know um what his status is trending towards I'm for Sunday. Sure yeah, I don't it's still early, uh, I don't know. Right. Oh, I do think I forget if I saw that did did Joe Tooney get hurt? Let, yeah. me pull the, let me pull up the injury report real you quick. Got an, he, for I, I his neck, he had an MRI. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know the details on that. If, I mean, his status 
And again, this is early in the week. It's Monday recording, so Very, uh peck strain. So it doesn't sound like anything that'll keep him out of the game. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into our picks in, in just a minute or two here, but this total is really tricky me. I know I don't, I don't want to, you know, fish to see what you guys are picking here, but it is a tricky one. I, I mean, both defenses are really good, um, but you have offenses that can get the job done too. I know that, that doesn't sound too analytical right there. I mean, that's, that's football, but um, it's going to be interesting. I'm really excited for this one. I mean, especially, I feel like, not my reputation on the line, but I, just because I've been calling the Ravens frauds all year, I feel like I want the Chiefs to win. Also, because the Ravens are a division rival, so obviously that helps. But um, is there anyone that you guys think could be an X factor in this game? Uh, I'm big on Isaiah Likely this game, and I, would, I, I wanted to pick him for our player props because of... Uh, I, th- I think he'll have a good game with Andrews being back. He could draw some attention, but Likely's been playing great, and I think that will and should continue. Um, especially, I really like these Chiefs corners. Um, Legarius Sneed has been playing fantastic, and so is McDuffie. Is good too. So, uh, I-, I I really like Likely in this game. I think he'd be a big X factor. That's my pick for this. Yeah, he had. He had one touchdown or two touchdowns against the Texans. I know he had one. I recall one. No, it was two. It was it was only one because Nelson Aguilar caught the other one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was gonna say I was gonna go defensive. I was actually gonna say Patrick Queen because the first thing that just popped into my mind is that it like I mean it's definitely kind of like known at this point that it feels like as the playoffs go on. Mahomes starts using the legs more and more. Um, feels like trying to get himself out of uh, precarious situations. Uh, Patrick Queen's pretty much sole responsibility this year because of how good Roquan Smith is, is Patrick Queen is pretty much just sent as like a, a homing missile towards the quarterback a lot of times or towards whoever the ball carrier is. So I think if Mahomes is going to try to get a little, you know, a little, a little loose out on the edge, I think Patrick Queen's going to have to be the one to get out there and make some plays on him. So... Interesting. Yeah, I I don't know how many yards Mahomes had against the Bills, but I know he had that one big run down the down the sideline, and it's not even fifteen. Oh, for sorry, rushing yards. Yes, rushing yards. Uh, He only had nineteen rushing yards. Okay, maybe he took some negative. That's what I was going to say. It's not even just the like actual like rushing yards, but it's just evading sacks, getting out of the pocket, and like just letting letting Chiefs. Uh, pass catchers get like 10 seconds to make however many moves they want to make. Yeah, that's right, Patrick. Mahomes did not get sacked in the divisional round, so um, yeah, that's certainly the case. Definitely a great manipulator of the pocket. Yeah, you're right. He did His longest rush was 24 yards and with 19 yards total, so he had to take some negatives. I thought that his, his run was definitely longer than 19, so. He had six carries logged for. Interesting. Uh, Should we get okay. into our, uh, our picks here? Yeah, I think it is time. Let's. Uh, I think it's a good time to recap how we did last week for the listeners. And no ground was made up. We all went two and two. We got there in different ways. 
But the first game of the of the weekend, the Texans Ravens. Jack and I both picked the Texans to cover, and that did not hit. Dref uh, got the over forty three and a half, so he went one up on us there. Then the next two games were all the same. We all picked Niners to cover and the Lions to cover, and our Lions, excuse me, our Forty Niners pick did not hit, and our Lions did just barely. And then for the Chiefs Bills, Jack and I got a, a correct pick there. Jack picking the over forty five and a half, and I picked the Kansas City Chiefs plus two and a half. And Treff uh, went against me with the Bills, so we all go two and two. That brings our overall record to Jack at seven and three, Treff at six and four, and myself at five and five. So with that being said, um, Jack, you can go first. Should we snake draft it? I guess. I mean we. Or do, we, or do we just go I, I, in order for the player props? And then, I mean, we're not going to change our spread in total, probably. Right. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, I'll go for the player props first. Sure. Go ahead. Um, I'm taking uh, Zay Flowers under 47 and a half receiving yards, which seems pretty low. Uh, and Zay Flowers is good. So it's a little scary, but he uh, he had 41 yards on Saturday, and I feel like he was he I think it was four catches on 41 yards, uh, and I felt like he was pretty effective. He had a good game with that, uh, with not a high yardage total, um, with Stingley in coverage, and in in my head, I, I don't know the exact breakdown on it. I feel like Legarius needs like at least playing better right now, and with him in coverage. And again, I also like their other corner McDuffie. So, uh, I feel like they, the receivers may have a tough day. Um, and also Mark Andrews is back, so he could get some, eat up some targets, uh, in yardage. So that's where, uh, I don't know. That's why that's what led me to the, uh, the flowers under here. Don't mind that. And that was 47 and a half. Correct. You said, yep. Okay. And then I'll just go with my uh, spread and total. I'm taking the Chiefs plus three and a half. Um, I bet it. I alted it up a little bit uh, just to get a better payout, obviously, of Chiefs plus three. And then I don't know. I'm not confident Chiefs are going to win, but um, I think it's will be a field goal game. So if it's a field goal game and they lose, they get money back. So, uh, but yeah, I like the Chiefs plus three and a half. Uh, for sure. And then total, I'm going under. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Total for this, one, I'm going over. Uh, I uh, I don't know. Both these offenses feel like they're just clicking right now. I mean, the uh, the Chiefs in that cold against the Dolphins, they put up mid twenties, twenty seven last week against the solid Bills defense, and I feel like they're. They're they're clicking. They're finding their stride. The the Kelsey Mahomes connection is kind of back. Um, they're getting contributions from a lot of receivers. MVS, these guys see his like crazy catch like out of nowhere. Yeah, like who's that? Mahomes put it like Mahomes basically like like stuck it in his arms. Like yeah, like, you're catching this ball whether whether you want right. to or not. Like it. <laughs> and um, see yeah, him and uh, they're getting contributions from. Edwards Alaire. I mean, I see just reminded myself what his uh, stat line is. He only had two carries for 31 yards on Saturday, uh, Sunday, but get him in the mix, I guess. And uh, 
I don't know. Pacheco's running well. I, I like this offense a lot, and the Ravens again. They look dominant against the Texas defense that's overperformed all year. So, um, I could I could see some points. It's a good amount of points being scored in this game. It's what it's a uh, forty-five and a half. Forty-four and a half. Forty-four and a half. Yeah. Okay. Actually, even better for you. It's about average or slightly above average. So I in two good offenses. So I, I like the over. Um, All right. Very nice. Brad, what do you think? No, yeah, you go uh, ahead. I'll go I'll go player prop first as well. Um, I am going to actually take Patrick Mahomes over one and a half touchdown passes. My prop. Um, I think this Ravens front seven is going to make it hard to run the ball, but especially kind of in the red zone area. Um, I think the Chiefs offense is going to have to get a little creative. I think as it gets later into the year, you gotta you gotta put the ball in your best player's hands, let him make plays. I think he will. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just it did. I, I was thinking about this. I'm I'm probably gonna look at his odds and take like throw a couple bucks on it. But this feels like a game where where they're gonna like throw Jarek McKinnon in there, like on like goal line <laughs> stuff. You know, like maybe like a little quick like a little quick like shovel, like that type of deal. But. Yeah, I don't know. It's Patrick Mahomes, and I'm betting on him to throw touchdowns, so I feel okay about it. Um, so that's the prop. Um, this is a little bit of trying to differentiate. Um, you know, insanity is doing the, the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, so I will consider myself to be insane. I'm taking the Ravens to cover. It doesn't make sense. The Chiefs have been as hot as hot can be. Um, they're playing their best ball right now. It's Patrick Mahomes. I said the same exact thing last week when I took the Bills, and I was embarrassed by it. Um, but I don't know. Watching this Ravens team has uh, been a joy to watch. Um, I think Mike McDonald has been an absolute whiz uh, at the defensive coordinator spot. Um, he has them playing as good or better than any team in the league on defense. Um, it feels like, I don't know, Lamar... I think, I think, I mean, once again, this all could come back to bite me, but with Lamar right now, it feels like a situation where I don't think he's just, he's just being a lot smarter with the ball. Like, it's not just that he's playing well, but he's also like, they've been able to sustain drives. Um, it doesn't feel like he's like shooting himself in the foot as much, trying to do too much. He's staying within himself. And it, it, it feels like there's just a lot of trust between the, the coaching staff and the players out there. So I think they keep it rolling. Um, I do think, I mean, I think it'll be within a touchdown, obviously, so I, th I think it's going to be a bit of a sweat for sure. But I do think the Ravens will come out and, and win by by at least four. So there's that. And then, Jack, I'm sorry, but I'm also on the over. <laughs> uh, pretty much for all the same reasons you said. Uh, mm. Both of the offenses have seemingly been getting better and better every week. Um, and, yeah, it's an offensive league, so as good as the Ravens' defense and as prominent, like as good as the Chiefs' defense have looked, um, when you have Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes going against each other, uh, I think that's what'll what'll probably win out at the end of the day. So, Mahomes touchdowns, Ravens to cover, and the over. Okay, fair enough. So my player prop, I'm gonna go off the beaten path a little bit, and uh, you guys picked more kind of conventional ones i'm gonna be going with harrison butker over six and a half points uh. i think that 
the Ravens defense. This is going to kind of spoil my pick. I guess I'll, I'm, you know what? I'll say my explanations for the end. Cause they kind of all go together, I guess. Um, I'm going to pick the Ravens minus three and a half. I know that sounds surprising based on how much I've criticized them pretty much all year, but I do think that this Ravens defense is going to, you know, contain Mahomes. I really do. Um, their defense I'm scared, Mitchell. I'm scared. No, I, I, I just think that the Ravens are going to do it. Um, I, I think I can see them once the Chiefs get into the red zone, forcing them to kick field goals. And I think the Ravens will convert a couple of those red zone opportunities, and that'll be the difference in the game. So I think it'll probably be, if I had to give a score, I'm also going to pick the under as well. Um, for a couple of reasons, like like I said, I do. If I think the Ravens' defense plays as well as they're going to play, I think that the under has a better chance of hitting. Ravens, they they like to run the ball. I think they still are amongst the league leaders in rushing attempts per game. Um, so, Jack, you just sent a meme in the middle of that. Sorry. <laughs> That was funny. Uh, lost my train of thought there. Uh, so I think that's more conducive to the underhitting. You know, bleeding the clock, Ravens playing with a lead, and I think it'll probably be like twenty-four to nineteen. So it it is a it was I think it was forty-five and a half or forty-six at one point. It has dipped yeah, a little bit. Down. So I don't love that, but I still think it it'll just barely hit. I. I if we were picking either spread or total, I think I would have stayed away from this total. Um, but since we have to pick it, I'm going to go with a slight lean on the under. So my picks here are um, Ravens minus three and a half. I also, I've said this before, but I think it's into sports betting psychology. I think that the three and a half, I feel like they're begging you to take, the Chiefs. You to take the Chiefs. They're daring you to they take They are, right? So... You know, it's never a good thing when we try to outsmart the books, but that's what we're going to try to do here. Right. But I'll be doing that anyway. And then Chiefs Ravens under 44 and a half. And I have Harrison Butker over six and a half points. It's a uh, it's a risky move for us, Mitchell, when 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 Jack has a game in hand to be picking opposite of him on the spread. Yeah, I mean. If I if I did, I didn't just go contrarian there because just for the sake of it, I didn't make up ground. It was my pick from the beginning. Um, just because you know we're going to differentiate with this player prop, and also that we have the Super Bowl to make some headway as well. But sure. I um, I I do think the Ravens cover here. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to not bet it. I'll probably stick to maybe player props or other things, yeah. but because I'm I, I want to be rooting for the Chiefs, so. I don't want to have money on one side and then be rooting for the other. So I might just take the um, over. I might just take the over and call it a day. Yeah. Points. Okay. Let's transition here to the other game, which is the Detroit Lions heading to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. The Lions are seven point underdogs. And the Let's see. The total is 50 and a half. So almost a touchdown more than the AFC championship game. We talked a little bit about this game, how the, how the 49ers run defense may be a little susceptible 
and uh, how well Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery have been playing. Um, yeah, this is just going to be a fantastic matchup. I really hope Debo Samuel can play. That'll just add more firepower and star power to this game. But um, yeah, do you guys have any other words? I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit, so we don't. This doesn't have to be too long. But anything else you guys like to add about this one? Uh, um, I wanted to pose a question. Um, do you think they'll could? Could you make an argument that the Lions' offense is better than the Niners? Man, that's tough. They're both really good. Break it down position by position, like quarterback. I mean, right now, going golf over Purdy. They um, both they both play similar styles too. Oh yeah, you could say that. Uh, I'm still tight end. Tight end is close this season. Laporte has been really good. I don't know. And running back, I guess you have to default go Niners. But I mean, from a complete backfield perspective, like they got two great backs, and like who do they have after McCaffrey? Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, I guess you shake my throw in there. O line, I I don't know. This Lions O line is honestly probably better as a whole. It is, but then it is. But then the Niners have Trent Williams. Yeah. Who like receive wide receivers? You go Niners. Um, but I mean the Lions receivers still good. It's I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna say the Niners. The Niners. The Niners still like. I think the Niners still have more. Niners ceiling, I think, is higher than the Lions ceiling is on offense. Simply because of having like I think McCaffrey's like the ultimate trump card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as as for as good as Ben Johnson is, I'm still giving the edge to Shanahan. Yeah, I would too. As a play caller. It is close. It 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 it's a fair question. I don't think it's a ridiculous question to ask. Yeah. It de- it definitely is. I didn't think about it this way. I'm very glad that uh that we got this as our NFC Championship matchup because it's it's definitely the most compelling for sure. I mean, there there, I guess there weren't too many AFC Championship combinations. Like if the Bills were in there, it, and, and the Texans too. Like I think that would have there probably been more options, but I think these were the two teams that I wanted to see the most in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously not for you, Shref, but from an unbiased perspective, those are probably the from two. From a football you, fan's perspective, I'm definitely glad it's the Niners, but. I'd right. prefer it if their if their run were to end. Right. Um, I mean we can get right into it. I don't think I have too much more to add. Sure. Yeah, I'm ready. Do I go first again for picks or what? I don't know. I'd say so. All right. I think so, because you can get first choice of props still. Yeah, my uh my problem going with is McCaffrey over four and a half receptions. Um he had seven last game uh so I, I feel like they're kind of baiting you to take the over here at four and a half however the uh, the 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 line or the actual odds were like minus 106 when i saw them but for the over so anyway uh i mean he got seven receptions because probably because debo was out for most of this game and Debo could we expect Debo to play, but maybe not at full health. So that could be more work for McCaff or yeah, McCaffrey in the passing game. And you know, if Purdy's uh getting pressure, I feel like the Lions' pass rush has been playing really well these past couple weeks. I think they had four sacks last week. 
Um, Hutchinson looks great, getting a lot of pressure as well. So um, that could result in more McCaffrey touches in the passing game. And um, yeah, I think that's all the reason I uh, I had there. And then my um, spread, I'm going with the Lions. I feel like we're all going to be in the Lions um, plus seven. Maybe just because we want it to happen or... Um, Sorry, the Penguins is a little bit of an awful goal. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, we want it to happen, or um, I, I, I feel like I am just getting like building more confidence in this. What the Lions are have shown us the past couple weeks, and the uh, the Forty ers I had faith in them to cover ten against the Packers, but they looked a little shaky. We talked about the shortcomings of Brock Purdy, um, and I feel like the Lions' defense is a is a more of a challenge in the Packers. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the lines plus seven. Similarly to the, uh, what I did for the, the chiefs, I, I altered it up a little bit. The lines plus six to get into plus money. Um, that's what I bet. So that's my pick for the spread. My total, I'm going the under 50 and a half. Um, lines defense they what they allowed 23 to the bucks what was the week before 23 to the rams right both both games i think they allowed 23 points so i think it's going to be close 23 27 that's just under that's under that's 50 right there so uh yeah i don't know and as i've been saying niners offense looks not like a, a juggernaut i guess this past week really but um, I don't know. Against the Ravens, they didn't look good either. I guess it largely falls on Brock Purdy. It's not really a uh, profound statement to make. He's the quarterback of the team, but um, I-, I have faith that the Alliance can wreak some havoc on him. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm going on there. Ref, what do you got? Um, for my prop. Uh, I'm going to take Brandon Ayuk over 81 and a half receiving yards. Um, Jack, I think you you touched on it a little with the McCaffrey receptions with the Lions defense. But for me, the way I was thinking about it was I think if there is one, like this Lions defense has improved exponentially, not just like from last year to this year, but even like throughout the season, it feels like the D lines really come alive. The one place where they do struggle is explosive plays. Um and I believe I was doing a little bit of research. I think they, on the season, allowed the second most yards per, uh, I guess, yards per catch or something. I forget exactly what the stat was. But they 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 allow the explosive plays. Um, with Debo being hurt, um, I think IU could become the benefactor of that, even if Debo is playing. I mean, it feels like it maybe won't be, might not be at 100%. Um, I think IU's going to be the benefactor. I don't think Detroit especially considering Brian Branch is more playing in the slot. I don't think they have a guy that's really going to be able to stay with Ayuk um, in terms of his route running. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, especially because he was quiet last week, it feels like it could be a week for him to kind of have a bounce back, and I think the Lions' defense kind of provides some opportunities for him there. So I'll take his over. Um, I'm also I'm taking the Lions plus seven. Um, I told myself before looking at the line – that if it was anything more than six and a half, I'd be taking the Lions. It was seven, so here we are. Um, yeah, I, I think as 
like you said, Jack, the Lions have kind of, I don't want to say won me over because I've already been rooting for them, but they're like feeling confident betting in them like as an underdog. I, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I think they're feisty. I, you know, going into the Rams game, I thought it was like a, I thought it was maybe going to be a situation of like, that was like their win, like they needed that win, and then it was maybe going to slow them down a little bit. It feels like they're only picking up steam. Um, and the Niners, to be honest, kind of made me a little a little hesitant on on taking them just to roll over these guys. Um, they did not come across as a, as a dominant football team, um, and Brock Purdy didn't come across as a quarterback that can like really put a team away um, in, a, in a big game like this, so... I think the Lions at least keep it close. Would love to see them win, but I think they at least keep it close. And then I am going to go opposite of you, Jack. I am going to take the over. Um, over 50 and a half. Uh, you know, I've been very vocal in my praise for Ben Johnson, so I can't, you know, I can't give him all that praise and then take the under. I can't do that. So I'm not going to. Um, I think both offenses are going to be able to move the ball at a pretty consistent rate, whether it's through the air or on the ground. Um and yeah, like I, I don't know. In, in my head, I see like a like a thirty three thirty type of game, no matter which way it goes. Thirty three thirty. Wow, that would hit by uh, almost two touchdowns. So yeah. All right. So I'm up here to give my thoughts. I had I I do really like both of your player props. Um, McCaffrey receptions wasn't on my radar, but I liked Jack's explanation of it. And Shreff had a similar explanation uh, with the Ayuk prop, and that was one of my three that I was looking at. However, I'm going to be going with... Man, I'm really stuck between these two. got to make a decision here. I'm going to go with Brock Purdy under 8.5 rushing yards. That's a fun one. That's going to be a sweat. It is fun because I looked at it and... He's he did he did hit the over in the divisional game, but in the regular season, since week nine, he's only gone over eight and a half twice. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick. He had since week the nine, they had a bye. Let him get outside either. They had a bye, and then he, he had zero, fourteen, one, nine, seven, zero, two, four. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think they'll get after him. Also, it'll be fun. Like if he's just over, like say he's at like ten, and they could maybe kneel down twice. Kneel it out. That'd be fun. Oh, what, a win. <laughs> what a win that would be. That would be something. So that that definitely could be a factor. Uh, I'm gonna make it three for three. I, I I don't I can't just pick opposite just to do it. Um, there's still time left, so I'm going with the Lions plus seven. I wish I was bold enough to say them money line, but I'm not. I just think it's kind of a cover situation, so I'll be going with them there. And uh, I'm with Jack. I think the under is going to hit. I think it's a pretty high number, and you know, two defenses that are playing pretty well for the most part. And I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the score I think would be. Maybe like a 27-21 type game or something like that. So I, I, I both the totals I, I don't feel too strongly about. I feel stronger I about the the player props and the spreads. But uh, yeah, I, I think I slightly lead the under, so I'm going to go in that direction. Let me read off all of our picks here. Let's start with Jack. He has the Chiefs plus three and a half. 
the over in the Chiefs Ravens game. Zay Flowers under 47 and a half receiving yards. Uh, and then he has Detroit plus seven, the under in the Detroit 49ers game, and Christian McCaffrey over four and a half receptions. And Shreff has Baltimore minus three and a half, the Chiefs Ravens over 44 and a half, Mahomes over one and a half passing touchdowns, the Lions plus seven, Lions Niners over 50 and a half, and Ayuk over 40, excuse me, 81 and a half receiving yards. Then I have Ravens minus three and a half, Chiefs Ravens under 44 and a half, Harrison Butker over six and a half points. Detroit plus seven, Detroit San Francisco under 50 and a half, and Brock Purdy under eight and a half rushing yards. So those are our picks. A lot of, lot of, uh, lot of opportunity to make up ground here with these six picks, and then, uh, then we'll have one more week. So it's close enough so far, which I, I think anyone can win it still. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a great day. Go football. Anything else before we sign off today? Go Lions. No. Yeah, go Lions. Very excited for this weekend. Do you think we could... Uh, I thought this is as soon as the games ended, we could get a, a Chiefs-Lions Super Bowl, which is the first game and the last and game of the season. Yeah, that would pretty be fitting. pretty cool. It would be very, uh, very poetic. It would be poetic. And then for Lions fans, they're hoping for a similar result. All right, folks, that's our episode. That's our conference championship preview. Hope you enjoyed. Um, enjoy this last couple of weeks of football here and uh, soak it all in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Four great teams, and we should get two great games. So, all right. We'll catch you next week. Hogline episode with another, uh, excuse me, Hogline episode, Hogline Nation with another episode. <laughs>